0: cutaways podcast i'm justine and i'm ashley this is a weekly podcast where we watch and discuss movies from netflix's romantic comedy genre list and we're watching them in chronological order to learn all about this misunderstood genre but but today starting today we are veering from our list to cover some essentials and some favorites of the genre that netflix doesn't have actually technically i started a DVD account to get these DVDs. So Netflix DVD has them. Yes.
1: DVD.com. DVD.com has them, but Netflix streaming does not.
0: Like I said, we're studying them. This was a requested thing that we do that we cover these essentials and favorites. Air quotes.
1: (laughs) Um and I think it's a good idea. We'll see. I think it'll be good. No, I think it is very good. We can't we can't not watch some of these Mm -hmm. so yeah what are we watching today we're watching 1968's funny girl no this is one you requested this is one that i requested particularly because i think we were super excited Mm -hmm. when we got to see a fanny bryce movie and then when i kind of like connected the dots that funny girl is actually a play about her Mm -hmm. i just desperately wanted to see this movie
0: no it makes sense and i think we're gonna do that a couple more times with not necessarily remakes but we'll definitely watch bedazzled we have remake. to watch bedazzled <laughs> but like other things like remember when we watched miss Sandy rooney and we're like this is pretty in pink well, we're gonna watch pretty in pink <laughs> yeah
1: even if netflix doesn't have it we're we're gonna have to watch it yeah same if, with bedazzled though i think we found out that amazon has it
0: yeah if I netflix so. doesn't have it we'll find it yeah we'll find it we'll find it for we'll you find you <laughs>
1: okay i'm liam neeson (laughs) she's gonna come for you she has a special set of skills they're watching movies (laughs) so i have a lot to get out of you know out to to speak Mm -hmm. right now with your vocal cords with my vocal cords so i'm gonna start if you don't mind so netflix's description of this movie is director william wyler's classic musical tells the story of legendary Ziegfeld Follies comedian Fanny Bryce. This is Barbra Streisand in an Oscar-winning role. It's in parentheses there. Mm -hmm. An unconventional beauty who grew up in the Jewish slums of New York, dreaming of stardom. When Bryce finally becomes the toast of Broadway, the resentful reaction of her husband, Omar Sharif, threatens to destroy their marriage. The film has received eight Oscar nominations. Note: This version includes a musical interlude, so the music, the version that we're watching, will have an overture, an intermission. It's It's like a. It's basically they recreated the play. Um, this film stars Barbara Streisand, Omar Sharif, Kay Madford, and was directed by William Wyler. As I said, who also was the director of Roman Holiday and How to Steal a Million. This has a MPAA rating of G. So I'm not sure if that was rated during the time or... I think we're about that time yeah. or... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's two hours and 45 minutes long. It's like going to see Hateful Eight again. <laughs> I didn't see Hateful Eight and everyone can yell at me, but I didn't see it. I did. I know. You and Drew went. It is rated four stars on Netflix.
0: And because... This is something Alex brought up, is that, like, well, that's what Netflix would tell you how you'd feel about the movie. I actually was checking it on my end before I changed to my special Cutaways profile. Yeah. And Netflix thinks that I'm actually going to rate it three
1: stars. Oh, interesting. hmm
0: Also, other tidbit that I, like, texted you, like, last <laughs> week, <laughs> that I find it so funny that, um, William Wyler, who directed How to Steal a Million, which co-starred Peter O'Toole, who, of course, starred in Lawrence of Arabia. Omar Sharif in this one <laughs> was the other co-star in Lawrence of Arabia. Do you think he just watched, like, Lawrence of Arabia and was just like, these guys. Yeah,
1: he just, like, pointed. He was sitting in the in the Bring dailies me. room and he was just like, that one <laughs> and that one. I don't know. Bring
0: them to me. I don't know how casting works for this, but... I think it's a little coinky dink. It might.
1: I think it is too. So at the 1970 BAFTA Awards, Barbara Streisand was nominated for Best Actress. At the 1969 Golden Globe Awards, it won Best Motion Picture in a Musical or Comedy category and Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. It was nominated for Best Director.
0: At the 1969 Academy Awards, Barbara Streisand won Best Actress. And it didn't win the other categories it was nominated for, but it was nominated for Best Music Song, Best Film Editing, Best Cinematography, Best Music Score, Best Supporting Actress for K Medford, and Best Picture. Here's a little trivia for those 41st Academy Awards. Oliver, you know, Oliver, 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 yeah. Oliver, yeah. Became the first, and so far, the only G-rated film to win Best Picture, can you believe, like, these two musicals? These two G-rated musicals were up <laughs> for Best Picture, and one of them won. And Streisand, in her win, tied with Katherine Hepburn. And this wow. is, again, the first time this happened, and the only time there has been a tie in this category. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: So did they, like, did they, like cut their like her Oscar in half and give it, like, how did they determine that she won, then?
0: I don't know. Wikipedia just says that they shared this Oscar or so. So
1: they both probably got an Oscar, then? Yeah. Okay.
0: Probably. So the
1: Academy couldn't decide. I, I don't see them as sharing. They're like, well, I earned this. <laughs> yeah, they're like backstage. Like, they're so very professional on the stage, and then backstage, they're like, fighting for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that we say that women have cat fights, but...
1: Oh no! I think that in general it would just be even if like the men did this, yeah. they would be like, "No, this is mine."
0: Yeah, because- when you're at that level, you're like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> I've worked hard to get here, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. It's mine." Right.
0: <laughs> All right, we've got <laughs> we've got a long haul ahead of us. And again, if you haven't watched our show, this is this is a spoilery spoiler cast. Yes, go watch the movie right now if you want. Yeah, watch it with us. Yeah, we'll be right back.
1: Take three hours out of your day. Enjoy. (sighs) Funny.
0: Isn't it funny? The guy said, honey, you're a funny girl. Serenading me.
1: Don't give me those eyes. (laughs) I thought it was an appropriate way to start it is (laughs)
0: okay we we We. ashley and i just watched
1: funny girl for the Mm -hmm. first time and i had deep feelings about it like deep feelings
0: i have deep feelings too i didn't know that i would have (laughs) such deep feelings. netflix told me i wouldn't remember (laughs) yeah netflix is like you'll like it okay
1: (laughs) you'll like it like medium done yeah
0: yeah you're wrong
1: No, it was lovely. Yeah, I didn't know it would be such a feminist movie. Me either. Can you believe (laughs) it? Well, okay, so last time when we we did the second episode, it's been a while since I've listened to the second episode, probably should have listened to it today. Oh, that would have been, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of information about her being this feminist icon, but I think we kind of picked up on that in Be Yourself. Because she was such a commanding presence mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that. I
0: would advise people to watch Be Yourself before watching this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Because. Marathon that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, just have a slumber party day. Mm-hmm. Get some popcorn. Oh, my God. Some nice, comfy gym jams. It'd be so good at a slumber party. It would. Yes. To do Be Yourself and then Funny Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to have this slumber party. I feel like we just did. <laughs> but we, did it. we no.
0: didn't. We ma- didn't. There was no, too many times things apart. No, no, no. Yeah, you can't <laughs> watch a movie for the first time at like a slumber party. Yeah. No. You know how people make like uh, crafted boxes of things? Mm-hmm. For their parties. Like, you c- know, catered things for events and stuff. I was like, we should like do slumber party packages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With romantic comedies? Yes. Like we have to do bedazzled and uh like splash or something to yeah. combine it. And then
0: pair them with a wine and you're yeah. golden. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you know
0: what though we'd have to do like something like these old movies, these classics that I feel a lot of
1: people are not wanting to watch. Yes. They are important. Yeah. They I would... never thought Be Yourself would be as important as it was. <laughs> See?
0: Yeah. <laughs> So I feel like we're field testing these romantic comedies <laughs> and now we can be like, okay, we've watched a lot, we've watched a lot of crap, <laughs> here's some things you need in your life.
1: Yeah, like, like I was saying, like, I think it was like halfway through the first act and I was just like, I'm fucking pissed! <laughs> we need to learn about Fanny Bryce and film school and all, like, there needs to be like a women's study class just on her. hmm Because mm-hmm. if that, I know that they with her life story a lot and I I can't just based on my very limited search on the internet there's not a lot of information about her I think it's all in books and I need like audiobooks to like actually get through books these days cuz I suck at having time I don't know I want to know more about her like I, I want to know I want to hug her I'm gonna go to her grave and I'm gonna put a flower on it okay and that's a stone yeah
0: And this movie itself, Funny Girl, is historic in the fact that, well, sadly enough, in 1968, it was the first time a Jewish woman was on screen with, like, as a positive character. Seriously? That's upsetting, man. On the Wikipedia, there's a whole Jewish representation section. Wow. It's the whole thing where she says, I don't want them laughing at me. I'm gonna take control, so they're laughing with me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm turning the joke basically on them and saying, hey, look, I can be above this joke. hmm In a way.
0: It was not just for women, it's not, and it's also for Jewish women, it's just like, there's so much you can take from it, that's <laughs> what I'm about. And I'm like, oh my god, it, I relate to it so much, it's just like, we're
1: women in the showbiz industry,
0: mm-hmm. it was about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I liked the... I don't know, I liked the themes about owning your inner beauty or whatever. Like, I, I under- like, there were parts in it where she was very self-deprecating on herself, that she thought she was not beautiful, and like, at the beginning, with her mom's friends, the neighbor lady, saying, you know, they don't, they're they not looking for a girl like you. And it's like, it kind of alludes to the whole, she's take she believes this because of what she's grown up with, and what she's been grown up told.
0: Yeah, and- yeah, to this day, it's the whole, if you can't see it, you can't be it. Mm-hmm. Representation matters.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I don't know, I liked that she was so strong. And I think, yeah, I definitely, I want to connect it back to just that feeling, because with Be herself, we really had that feeling. Like, I was super excited, because she was the first time, at least, that I'd seen in an older movie where the woman was really mm-hmm. into sports or into mhm- into that masculine hobby or whatever and I just loved that I loved how strong she was and how quirky
0: yeah I it even to this day us you know it's just so weird that it's just like us seeing ourselves on screen and we're just like yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god an actual woman multifaceted mm-hmm. who's an That's, I loved Barbara in this. No (laughs) surprise. Well, I I didn't expect me to say that sentence, but kind of. I know everybody says it. That's kind of the thing. Everybody's like, I love Barbara. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But now I'm like, she's like an actual human being in this film. So I'm like, (gasps) oh,
1: Barbara,
0: (laughs) how do you, you know, she's not a stereotype. She's not just this woman in a box.
1: Yeah, no, she definitely goes outside of several boxes especially yeah. for the 1920s
0: and that's what yeah and that's what fanny bryce did and that's what i loved about fanny bryce was yeah. that she didn't play up cute she played up real and she was herself
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and barbara sold it oh yeah that was the the entire central theme of the movie <laughs> and i'm assuming of the play since the movie was just the play in movie form
0: yeah i read that they cut. Some things. I don't know if they cut it out of the script or cut it out of the play, apparently, to make Barbara's
1: role bigger. Who cares? <laughs> make her role bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm good with that. So we had five minutes of overture. It was just a black screen. Yeah, I'd rather... My favorite
0: overture, I think, we, ugh, will always be West Side Story. Stop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a running joke now on the <laughs> podcast that you still haven't seen West Side Story.
1: You told me not to watch it yet. What? Did I? Yeah, because we're going to watch it, apparently. We're not going to watch it. Okay, then I just made that up in my head, but I swear you told me not to watch it yet, or you wanted to be there with me, or no. something along those lines.
0: I think I also poorly edited myself previously as talking about it, where it sounded like I had just watched it, but no, I watched it as in childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they start out with an overture, there's nothing on the screen, which is better than ugly orchestra and... and off-colored plants yes
1: (laughs) we've watched a lot of overtures and we can be picky yes we can i don't even remember what movie that was was that uh, i think
0: that was high society
1: no that was it was the one of the first ones in cinemascope i
0: think it was how to marry a millionaire yes
1: that's what it was that's definitely what it was
0: yeah that one didn't even make sense that it has an overture (laughs) yeah so then it's columbia picture and then there's credits the credits weren't bad the whole movie was good nothing was bad for me except for nick nick was bad well that's his character i know you're supposed to not like him so that's good
1: (laughs) it's good that he's bad right yeah no i mean he wasn't like a bad actor no i guess i should clarify right he was decent there were times where i was just like dude you're annoying and you're overselling this and please go away (laughs) but i think that was just my general annoyance with his presence on screen (laughs) you were just like stop stop
0: sheltering the flower sunlight let her back off and let her grow and bloom
1: (laughs) i feel like that's what you're feeling
0: where was
1: i don't know i got to the point where i just started yelling at the screen anytime he appeared
0: (laughs) that's what you need the slumber party for you're just like boo
1: i wanted an audience with me to yell at him
0: so we start with this movie it starts like in the present day then the whole thing takes place in the past to like lead up to the present day so, we, we don't have a lot of information where we come in, but we know that it's, like, somber.
1: It's sad. Yeah. There's something serious going on.
0: It's New York. It's at the, the Amsterdam Theater. Mm-hmm. It's where the Ziegfeld Follies. Up in lights. Barbara walks into the theater.
1: Barbara, a.k.a. Fanny. Fanny, Let's yes. Let's be honest. Barbara, I, like, embodied Fanny Bryce. Yeah, I
0: may interchange their names. <laughs> because they are the same. And she just, like, it seems like she's just looking at the theater and the, and the seats all longingly. And then, like, in her head she, like, hears applause. And then she mimics, like, gunfire at yes. the audience. Yes,
1: Which I, she's upset right now. This meaning. I think it was meaning that her love, like, she felt that her love of the audience betrayed her mm-hmm. in a way. I think that's why she was shooting up the joint.
0: Yeah, I feel, she, at this point, she needs to come to a decision, but at this point right now she hasn't come to a decision yet, so she's kind of wrought with conf- conflict.
1: Yes. There is a ping pong match going on in her game, in yeah. her head. Yeah. She goes down to the, the orchestra seats and sits in the third row at mm-hmm. the end.
0: Yeah, and Emma, her assistant, or whatever they called it back
1: in the day. in the I think they called her a maid.
0: A maid, yes. Today she'd be like her personal yeah. assistant. Yeah,
1: which sounds better. Yeah. So maybe we'll just call her Anna the personal or Emma the personal assistant. Yeah, we'll upgrade. <laughs> yeah, we're giving her a very nice pay pay raise. Uh, Emma shows up looking
0: for her. She finds her sitting in the third row. She said, "Are you nervous?" And she says, "I'm nervous, excited, scared, like all these things. She's flooded with emotions.
1: She's everything.
0: Yeah, and just." She tells her that uh, Mr. Zigfield is waiting, waiting for her when she's ready. So she has this little kind of thing like, "Oh, Mrs. What's her face?" Straykosh. Straykosh. Yeah. Oh, Miss Straykosh, you're only here now. Zigfield's waiting on me. Yeah, me. And then we flashback.
1: <laughs>
0: and at this point, we're only moving forward. Yes.
1: So. It becomes a linear movie. Back to where
0: she started. So we're back. And it's her and her family's home, and her mom's there, and all her neighbor friends are there. Lots of women. This part, like, so far, everything is, like, past the Bechtel test. Yeah.
1: Like, five minutes in, we have passed the Bechtel test. Yeah.
0: Well, after the overture. <laughs> so, Fanny and all the neighbors, like, start singing a song, If a Girl Isn't Pretty, because Fanny's gonna go off to the theater and do some things there, and they're like you don't look like the typical theater girl you see on stage. And she's just like, whatevs. I
1: don't care. I, st- I need to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. Bye. Peace out,
0: bros. Fancy red hat. And she shows up at the theater, which I think is a good comparison to when she just like waltzes into the theater at the beginning and now she has to like go into the back and the guy's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she's like, I'm one of the
1: eight Gorgeous ladies eight. Or yeah, whatever. I'm the eight. I'm one of the eight gorgeous girls eight.
0: Yeah. So she's dancing in the theater with the other girls, and she's terrible at it, but amazing. She's amazingly terrible at it's, it. Yeah, like she's it's, hilarious. It's hilarious. Like it's and this one, I was like, oh my god, this is exactly Fanny yeah. Bryce yeah. right here.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's. Per- I'm sorry. <laughs> Watch well, the other movie. Get this yeah. Movie. <laughs> I want to see other movies. I mean, she wasn't in a lot, but I want to see more. hmm I want to see more of Fanny Bryce. Yeah, Fanny Bryce Appreciation Club. Well, and I'd like, like, who would be, this is a little off topic, but nowadays, who would be our Fanny Bryce now? Anna Kendrick is funny, but,
0: and she's silly. Yeah, but she's not. But at the end of the day, she's going to do the cute thing. Yeah. I feel like with Fanny Bryce, it was her commentary of being like, can't you see how ridiculous this is? Yeah. That you're having me do this thing? Well, it's so ridiculous. Whatever. I'm just... But
1: I'm going to make it me.
0: Right. Like, especially in the, the Swan
1: Lake thing. Yeah. Has
0: the commentary of, like, was that really necessary? Yeah. And you're just
1: like, <laughs> who doesn't think that? Now that I really, like, think about it, we don't have anybody who does comedy like that. Even with the guys, we don't have anybody who does comedy in that physical kind of, it's, you know, it's ridiculous, but you own it. The closest I could think of is Anna Kendrick, because she like
0: is like, oh, I'm ridiculous. I'm Anna Kendrick. Can you see how ridiculous I am?
1: Yeah. I'm gonna send this podcast to you and be like a simple request. And she can sing. <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Ooh, what if they do a revival and she is in it? I vote for Chris Pine yes yes all of that her and chris pine in a fan a funny girl revival <laughs> i'd go see it and cry actual fanny bryce was jewish yes and yes
0: was known for that and doing like the kind of jewish shtick with the yeah. voices which yeah. she didn't be yourself
1: yeah which a was lot. a part
0: of that was a part of her act
1: yeah well that was a part of her yeah i was like almost the the swan the swan lake bit I thought it was going to be that, that scene from Be Yourself. Yeah,
0: they did that as paying homage to that movie. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, it was in the IMDb trivia that she did have a, they changed it, but they knew that it was a similar act that she had done.
1: Yeah, because Be Yourself was basically, all of the musical performances were just built off of her, mm-hmm. her act, right? Or most of her act. Probably, I because I remember the songs not having really anything to do with the story.
0: Right, yes. But we didn't care,
1: no, I feel like. No, no, we didn't care. But I just remember that being a thing. I remember it would be like, and
0: then there was this crazy musical number with a flower and people dancing, like, and she was a duck. Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was awesome. Yeah, I didn't know what I'd do with the movie, though. I don't care. It's good.
1: <laughs> this is cool.
0: Yeah, this kind of weaves it all together.
1: Yeah, it gives us background.
0: Okay, so she's doing her audition segment. I don't know who this piano player is. He kind of like semi becomes her manager at one point. I don't think he has a name.
1: I think she said it and then it was never mentioned again.
0: Yeah, so this guy is totally, like, in her court of, like, bringing her in to do these things. I don't know. He likes her. Yeah. But the the guy who owns the theater and run the show, he's like, no, this is ridiculous. You're fired. (laughs) Get out. Get out. (laughs) But then she defends herself in
1: song with, I'm the greatest star. I am by far.
0: Nice. You know, people will probably be like, I'm really sick and tired of hearing you guys sing on your podcast because you guys can't sing. And I'll be like, fuck you. It's <laughs> our podcast.
1: I'm going to sing and you're going to love me. It could be entirely in song and we would still do the podcast. <laughs> we would do an opera, an opera podcast. It's because this is a safe place. It is a safe place a safe place of love and happiness and hand-holding. That's right, so get with it! <laughs> Mysterious hater who hates us all of a sudden. <laughs> we haven't heard from ever. God, trolls, they're everywhere. <laughs> Even the made-up ones!
0: <laughs> but okay. yeah,
1: she sings that, and it's beautiful and cry-inducing, and And the guy applauds. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna walk down the aisle to it.
0: i love how you have a musical number for every section of your wedding you have walking down the aisle you have first dance and you have leaving that's what i got so far i don't know if you have others but they're all from musicals and i'll be there you know pushing your dj aside and be like plugging in my ipod with the playlist
1: (laughs) we're not having a dj it's just my brother so you have no problem doing that (laughs) who's sad pipsqueak (laughs) we've got some shit that needs to go down and i'll be there like (laughs) (laughs) to funny girl (laughs) no i think it would be lovely to walk down the aisle to this to be quite honest
0: i'll just cry anytime
1: (laughs) you know what this movie reminded me
0: of at the beginning i was like it's singing in the rain meets gypsy yeah it really was had those feels like as soon as it started i was like oh i want to watch gypsy now because i've seen i've seen gypsy but i haven't seen this i don't know why okay so the guy i don't know which guy just wrote man Applauds." one of them somebody all of them the manager piano guy who's like oh that guy the guy who's already who already likes her yeah who already hired her he's like you're a singer (laughs) he
1: said it exactly like
0: that (laughs) (laughs) see (laughs) you're gonna be (laughs) bing get on the stage she says i just gotta get on the stage somehow that's her motto i just gotta get on the stage i'll be whatever you need me to be i'll be here i'll be washing the floor i just be on the stage yeah and i'm like she's got a great work ethic except for she's gonna do it her way <laughs> which is amazing uh amazing
1: yes she's amazing fan fucking tabulous She seriously,
0: you said she is a feminist icon.
1: And needs to be known about.
0: Yes. Our whole education is (laughs) a lie. Going to get my
1: money back. Get Columbia on the phone. Columbia (laughs) (laughs) That's how you talk to them on the phone. and i had a
0: visual too it was so weird it's like i just had a mini stroke
1: i'm dead and then you get like some email from from some person that you like one of your You're teachers like, that was just
0: like why why are you leaving the security guard creepy voicemails what you, what what's with the voice phone? is everything okay Well, I'm trying to change my past. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) We have to move. I need to move on. Okay. So the guy wants her in the show that night. He says, Can you
1: roller skate?
0: Do you roller skate? And we know she does not (laughs) roller skate. She's just like, Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. I roller skate. I roller skate all the time. I roller skated here. Mm -hmm. No
0: you didn't. (laughs) Mm -mm. But I like your attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Ten points to Gryffindor.
1: (laughs) Do you think Fanny would be a Gryffindor? Yes. I think she'd be a Ravenclaw.
0: No. Her work ethic? Although I guess she does have the courage. She has a lot of courage. She has a lot of gall to do it her way. She's brave. I would say she's also kind of Hufflepuffy but I feel like that would hold her back. If she was true Hufflepuff, I'm not. She's not a Slytherin. She's too nice. She a Griffin Puff.
1: Yeah. Or a Grifflepuff? What is it? It's Grifflepuff, I think.
0: Okay, so then we have the roller skating number. That's a song called something. The roller skate rag. The roller skate rag. With Fanny and
1: the roller skate girls. Because of
0: course this is 1920, if we haven't mentioned.
1: Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Get wait, with it. Somebody. Okay. I. If you need a band name mm. out there. Fanny and the Roller Skate Girls is such a good band name. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. My face just, like,
0: imploded into <laughs> itself with happiness. Right? That is brilliant. Oh, I love it. I want it to happen now. That's our band name. Nobody's stealing. <laughs> oh, I wrote she's being a breakthrough as a funny woman like this is the point i was really like she's making the audience laugh they didn't intend this to be a comedic act or any sort of thing with women yeah but it's happening it's happening it's legit real time happening
1: <laughs> and there's grapes on her shoulder
0: yeah i love it her outfit didn't fit her at all <laughs> no it was completely
1: too big yeah but it makes sense because it would be an outfit that they would have like outfitted for several different people to wear mm-hmm. so so the
0: audience loves it it's this ro- roller skating number where they're singing and roller skating and then she can't roller skate so she's falling down a lot and making
1: weird mm, mouthful vocalizations
0: yeah it's the same thing that i said earlier that of like you can see how ridiculous this is right yeah. that's
1: like her attitude for everything yeah it's like
0: you're in on the joke
1: with her yeah where she invites you in mm-hmm and then she just makes you feel really good about yourself. Aww. I don't know, that's how I felt. Yeah. I, I was just like... Because it's,
0: I don't like, okay, I don't like people making fun of other people. No, I don't either. And I feel
1: like that's a lot of humor these days. I don't like the jokes where there's this assumption that anything can be funny. And so it like you're you're trying to make anything funny just because it's the way that you're taught to do it, and it's not funny. Where you go past this line, because there is there's a weird line between tragedy and humor, which we've talked about before. And a lot of people these days cross that line Mm -hmm. a lot. And you know we have power
0: in our laughter. I feel this way like at work and stuff. And Amy Poehler has this great. Quote that is, girls, if it's not funny, you don't have to laugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I think there is, like, sometimes I like dark humor. I do, for some reason, I just find it funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like jokes about certain things that are demeaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like jokes about child abuse. I don't like jokes about rape. I don't like jokes about men crying, or men being pussies, or anything like that. Like, that's just, because those are all things that our society has a huge issue with, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't need, it it can't be made funny yet. Like, we aren't in that type of a society where we can mock those things. Like, I think we need to get past that before we can. Mm -hmm. It's a discussion rather than, let's make a comedy act about it, or entertainment out of it.
0: Yeah. And here's... Fanny Bryce, with grapes on her shoulder, wearing <laughs> roller skates, going, this is normal?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody just being in on it, and also a little, almost taken aback. Like, they, they are questioning. hmm Because then it becomes a thing. Like, she kind of creates this weird thing, especially with the, when she does get into the Zigfield show. hmm When she makes the bride a pregnant bride. She makes it so that, you know, we have this idea of what the perfect thing should be, but that's not really what it is. Mm -hmm. And so she makes it that kind of conversation instead of, oh, look at the pregnant girl who's having a shotgun wedding.
0: Yeah. So the guy, the piano guy, sees that they're loving her. So he Stops the next act from coming out and pushes her back out because remember, she's on roller skates, she just pushes her <laughs> back out, yeah. and she gets hit for the first time with the spotlight. Yes. She, you know, a little like flinches because it's so bright and but it's uh, like invigorating, then owns up and then sings, I'd rather be
1: blue over you. Yeah, which didn't have it's a lovely little love song ish. It was cute, yeah. it was it was nice, like it was. Basically a song about losing love. Like, you'd rather feel the loss than go immediately find somebody else to fill that hole.
0: There you go. There's the
1: foreshadowing. Yeah. Which I think that's why you thought it was the same song at the the end. end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so she really impresses the owner because the audience loves her and he decides that he will pay her. (laughs) Yeah.
1: She's not fired. Instead, she's on staff. We forgot about the line. So when they're in the back and he's like, I got to think about what I'm going to pay you. And she's like, oh, you're going to pay me. I'm sure it's not enough. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's in the
0: dressing room with the other women and they're like, you really screwed that up. And then she's defending herself being like, no, it's fine. It's cool. Zigfield's going to call me up. He's going to knock on that door.
1: <laughs> and you'll see. You'll yep. be
0: right here. And, he op- and she opens the door and there's Nick Arnstein behind the door and he wants to see her and yeah. he's all suave and sexy and wearing a ruffled shirt. She's, Which becomes a joke. She's taken. He tells her that she's gonna be a star. So he gets into like this little bidding war with the manager and gets her pay raised up to $50 a week because he's a gambler. Yeah. He always takes a chance. mm mm-hmm. Bad. You can already tell. You're like, no, no. That's not a real job. He was pretty. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty. But that's not a real job. <laughs> no. So he invites her out to dinner, but she declines because, you know, she's got to do things with her mother and they have. They're going to have a show, like
1: a party for mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. after her first show, basically. Yeah.
0: Which is nice. So she's doing this thing where she's singing uh Arnstein. <laughs> Nikki Arnstein, Nikki Arnstein. Nikki Arnstein, Arnstein. <laughs> Nikki Arnstein.
1: It was like the Julie Andrews moment in Bedazzled. Yeah, like
0: freeze frame. Nikki Arnstein, Nikki Arnstein. Yeah. <laughs> then.
1: We see in her little
0: section of New York, there is a telegram being delivered. I think it's, like, what it? I wrote down six months later, question Yes,
1: mark? it's, she is walking, and they're ta- she's talking to, I guess, like, the piano guy, right. or one of her friends, and, um. She, they're
0: talking about changing the song she was been singing yeah. for six months.
1: Yeah, and she's, she wants to change it on her own, and she's tossing grapes in his mouth, and, like, picking these random things up, and then, then you see the, tele- the telegram at, her mom's bar
0: right everybody's all freaked out because she only get a telegram when people die but it's a telegram from zekefield and he wants her to come sing for him an audition yep so she does she sings a uh, secondhand rose yep. yep and she is in she becomes a zekefield girl she's given the music for the wedding number and she looks at it and she's like um uh, uh, mr zekefield <laughs> this
1: scene was wonderful yeah because the Mr. Ziegfeld has decided and then he's gonna go up into the balcony to hear what the second act sounds like up there and so he's talking from like I guess um not necessarily it was not a microphone but it was like an amplifier so that they could hear him on the stage and as she's like looking for him one of the other girls passes her and she's like where where is he like why can't I hear him, but I can't see him. And she's like, he's up and th- uh, no, up, up above, like, God. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, okay. And I'm still going to fight with him.
0: Yeah. She had some great little remarks of, like, what, nobody questions the landlord? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he comes down for her and says, you will do it the way I want you to. And she's like, no, I have a problem with this line about being the most beautiful of them all. Yeah, she's like, I can't sing that. That's embarrassing. No. She's like, no one would believe me. Because she's got the whole thing where she's not beautiful. Yeah.
1: She believes that.
0: Yeah. So she's like, if it's not truthful, I can't do it. Yeah. That's the thing about her. It's always the truth.
1: She except, can handle the truth.
0: Except when she's lying to herself. About Nick. About Nick. It's her one flaw. Something's well,
1: like- and that was real. That's actually really true to life. She she did not want to get divorced he really talked her into it in real life cuz he went he went to jail a number of times during their marriage and then like he convinced her and then disappeared like that's what wikipedia says it was just like he disappeared from his wife, his ex-wife and chi- uh, children's lives
0: wow well
1: she was better off without him i mean they definitely reconstructed him in this in the, in the movie, mm-hmm. because he definitely was way worse mm. in the show, like, he, or in the, in real life, because he, like, went to jail for wiretapping, he went to jail for embezzlement, all of which, I think it was, like, a grand total of five years, mm. uh, like, within their marriage, and she was still very much in love and very much infatuated with him. Yeah. Again, I want to explore more of her life. <laughs> So, yeah, we're we're Ziegfeld. at Sigfield.
0: Sigfield is pissed. Had, he's got the final word, though. He's like, you will do it or you will be gone. And she's just like, you win. You don't win fairly, but you win. Yeah. <laughs> so that night is the performance, and we see the wedding performance, and there's the half-naked bride ladies, and it's the brides of the seasons, which is very mm-hmm. greased too. Yeah, <laughs>
1: very greased too.
0: And then we see the most beautiful bride of them all, Penny Bryce, and she's... Bregant she got a big
1: pregger belly. Well, she, she like, does this thing where she has her hands up, and then she turns to profile, and you see the belly.
0: Yep. It was great. And everybody is just like,
1: <gasps> but then laughs. It's, Hysterically. <laughs> yeah. Because it makes this whole, like... Yeah, it, it definitely does turn the, the script mm-hmm. on the audience, whereas she knew they were going to laugh, so instead of making it this self-deprecating, horrible, embarrassing moment she made it her joke. Her her she empowered it, embraced it. Mhm. I wrote down thematically awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, that whole set was gorgeous. Mhm. And mm-hmm. I love that she stood on like the rotating platform at the end. It yeah. was just like
0: Yeah. <laughs> she owned it.
1: Yeah. Seafield is mad. He's mad. Very mad. He gives
0: her another chance, though. Yeah. Because she got five curtain calls and everybody's raving about it. The audience loved it. He can't deny that the audience loved it. So he's giving her another chance. But she says, well, I want to choose my own songs. That's how I... That's what I do. Yeah. She's like, I'm a singer. I got to choose my own songs. And then Nick shows up and she invites him to the party at her place and he goes. And so, he can meet the family, and he's gambling with the neighbor ladies, and the neighbor ladies want them to get married. <laughs> and we're all,
1: like, sitting here, like, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Though, at this point, I didn't really have, like, a huge problem with him. I had some issues, but I didn't have, like, issue issues. Yeah,
0: he could have, at this point, you know, cleaned up, stepped up, Yeah, you know. yeah.
1: Which is what I was hoping was going to happen, but.
0: Right, so then they go out for some privacy in the alley and they're talking about, you know, their previous relationships or why they're not in relationships because he doesn't like to be tied down and she's very busy. And then they sing... People. People.
1: It's Barbara's I love hearing all the songs in context to the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you've heard most of the soundtrack before i mean I almost, a lot of it yeah almost all of the songs are relatively famous which yeah. is very rare for a musical normally it's like yeah the, normally it would be don't rain on my parade which is probably the most famous but you've also heard of people you've also heard of uh i am man you are or you are woman and i am man and i'm the greatest star mm-hmm. and you've also heard of funny girl the actual song i mean this it's jam-packed with breakout hits yeah the context is really good they, they
0: fit really well into the show which is better than just random musical numbers yeah. in a show
1: yeah valid very true
0: nick the jerk has to leave <laughs> for
1: no oh, i was calling him nick the dick oh
0: <laughs> i keep it a little more pg than you i guess nick the prick oh yep <laughs> nick the fill in the blank has to leave for kentucky in the morning and he's like, I never make definite plans. And he's a big selfish jerk. This is this point where I was like, okay, loser.
1: <laughs> Go away. Yeah. Please.
0: Yeah, this is the defining point where he's like, I don't make definite plans. And I'm like, that's really selfish of you. That's that's really mean. Yeah. To tell her that in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I want to see you again. And It's going to be on his time. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Men. But they kiss. They do kiss. They have, like, a two-second little pecking contest.
0: Yeah, and I love it. It's just, and then right here, you get this recurring uh, musical theme a lot of luckiest people, like that line. hmm You see, you hear it now when they're up, and then when they're down later on in Act 2, you hear it again, like, these are the luckiest people. Well, and
1: they also replayed an instrumental, um, Don't Rain Out My Parade, when he... Mm -hmm. finds out that she's been paying for stuff for him yeah which i really liked i loved that making that connection between her trying to help him out and trying to basically say you know i love you enough i love you more than i love this why won't you let me help you but he loved his ego more than he loved her that's
0: it that's the truth right there yeah so then it's a year later yeah the Dickfield girls have been on tour They're at Baltimore at 7 a.m. And Nick's been there. And, of course, she is giving him the silent, cold shoulder, everything.
1: Oh, she was on point. hmm She was not taking any of his shit.
0: Yeah. And, of course, he wants her to go out to dinner. And she's just like, yeah, maybe. And he's like, something about waiting. And she's just like, oh, and she had a good retort for that, the waiting thing. Um, She said something along the lines of "It's not against a lot of weight." Yeah, something. it's not. It's people do it all the time. Yeah, something like that, where it was
1: just like burn. Yeah, it ice. was. We get we. I had some snaps going on at that moment.
0: We totally did. <laughs> he deserves it. You can't just show up a year later and be like, "Oh, remember that wonderful time we had?" And I said I was going to call you and then didn't, and now you're just. Being all super famous and I'm being a jerk who bets
1: on horses. And who buys horses with other people's money.
0: Yeah. So she recounts all these events to Emma, but then Emma's like, why are you going? And she says, I'm not going. And of course she goes.
1: Yeah. And she is, like, awesome, like, Shaw thing. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, in a blanket and going to dinner. And I think that if that was socially acceptable, that is something that I would do. I would wear like a fancy dress or whatever but then just have a blanket Mm -hmm. over me.
0: That's what I do at home.
1: Yeah. I feel like it would be some because I used I used to be on swim team so I used to go out in my pajamas to places with blankets and shit (laughs) so I think I would just like I would literally go to a fancy restaurant. Sam would hate me (laughs) like really hardcore hate me. He can't stand it when I wear my pajamas like outside of the house
0: not hurting anybody what I like about Franny is that she just says what's on her mind like as it happens
1: yeah it's also like her a little bit of her defense no her defense mechanism yes but also her one of her quirks like one of her bad things because it also gets her into a lot of trouble yeah that's true but she, likes sweet talks her way out of it when she yeah, does get in trouble. Yeah, she does. But at the same time, it's just, it's one of those things where she uses it to her advantage, but then it also works against her, mm-hmm. in a way.
0: Yeah, so she's in this room with Nick. He wants to know, what are you so angry about? And then confesses that he actually, he wanted to stay away. Something about some sexual tension that he wasn't going to be accountable for.
1: Well, he didn't want to make a commitment. Yeah. That's basically it, was he wanted her, but he wanted her bad enough to where he figured it was going to have to end in a commitment because he knew that once wasn't going to be enough.
0: Yeah. So then he sings... Uh, you are a
1: man, or you are, you are a man. You are a woman and I am a man. And the context of the song... <laughs> is creepy as fuck. So I've heard this song before, I... Um, but it wasn't this version. So, this, with the performance, was so creepy. So creepy and very rapey.
0: hmm
1: Like, I think Sam actually pointed it out. He was just like, yep, this is rape. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. But where, it's, she was contemplating. And he was, I wouldn't say manipulating, because I knew she wanted him yeah, in that way. Yeah, he was
0: doing the whole predatory stalking thing like she yeah. was prey
1: yeah yes it was overbearing it was over where he would get like really close to her and look directly down on her almost yeah it wasn't like as equals you know yeah it wasn't there wasn't equal space he was always constantly invading her space but you knew that she wanted him
0: yeah, but she was the nice Jewish girl. Yeah. Didn't do such things. But then they smooched a lot.
1: On the couch. Yeah. Or the chaise lounge, whatever the hell that thing is called.
0: Right. So then there's. We cut to a scene where her mom is having a poker game with her her, her, na- na- her lady yeah. friends. Her neighbors. And she's like, Something's up with Fanny because she is all super giggly. And they're like, Do you think it's a guy? And they're like, Yup. He's definitely a guy. It's yep. Ruffle Shirt Man. It's him. Which they actually called him
1: Ruffled Shirt Man. hmm
0: So then in Baltimore, uh, Fanny and Nick are having lobster dinner. Nick's leaving again. Fanny's upset. But he loves her and gives her a big kiss. I love you. I love you. I can't stay away from you. Oh. So then... She's at the train station with her gals. She gets these flowers from him, the yellow roses that he always gives her. And she decides to not go on to Chicago. She calls up Sigfield. She's telling everybody she needs to book this other train because she, she she has to go to where Nick is. She's got to be with him. Mm-hmm. And the girls are trying to talk her out of it. And then she jumps in with, don't tell me not to live. It's still rain right on my parade. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she makes this grand journey all through this epic show-stopping number and ends up on a boat. And that's the end of Act 1. Yeah. And we go to intermission. Mm -hmm. Okay. Act 2. Fanny surprises Nick on his big boat, whatever they call him,
1: a ship it was the rms something they like painted on the ceiling of the baby's room
0: (laughs) the titanic
1: yeah it looked like the titanic
0: (laughs) and he's really happy to see her and he's like yay you're here we're together but then the steward calls him mr bryce Bryce.
1: dun 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 and i called it i
0: was like oh no act two (laughs)
1: that's the whole point of act two
0: Right there, right there, that line, the look on his face. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, trouble in act two. (laughs) Trouble, there gonna be trouble. Dinner, so there's dinner. I think they're still on the boat.
1: Yeah, they're, because they're talking about the captain. Yeah,
0: but yeah, there's this grand dining hall on the ship. And she said, you know, where I'm from, people really like each other, they get married. And he's like, all right, let's get married.
1: (laughs) Essentially, yeah. If. I win these poker games
0: yeah pretty much he wants to you know have money and be the head of the household he says these things he's like you know I really want to have more money before we get married and she's just like but you could go get some money right now yeah do that I want to be a Sadie Mm mm-hmm her cousin Sadie who's a married lady (laughs) Sadie Sadie married lady so there's the poker game which she attends and watches and he wins big. Well, yeah. pretty much, yeah. I condensed a lot. You know, she, we cut to some other time later, and she's married. And, and she's, she's
1: singing Sadie Sadie.
0: hmm And then there's this montage of all their riches, and they got a big house, and they got all these things, and she's pregnant,
1: and then she has a baby. Yeah, it was a nice montage. It was mm-hmm. a nice nice way of getting things. I don't know. I liked it, especially because I'm assuming they do the montage thing in the play just differently.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could definitely be done with the dance number of her going and people holding candlesticks and are like, what do you think of these curtains? You yeah. Know, that sort of thing where they yeah. just come on with different set pieces.
1: Yeah. Very. I, I liked this though. Yeah. yeah. I really liked this montage. This was one of my favorite montages. Nice. Yes.
0: So they got a baby.
1: They own a, Francis. B- they own a child. They own a child.
0: I mean legally till the baby's eighteen, right? Well, well you don't
1: legally I don't think you own does I don't think your children count as property. I don't think you can write them off on your taxes. But don't you? You can ca- claim <laughs> them. No. You can claim them as dependents. You can't write them off. You can't like itemize everything that you buy for your child.
0: <laughs> I don't know how babies work. Then there's dance rehearsals, which I was so happy to see that she had not given up the life and she was still committed to doing theater after she had a baby. And she
1: cut her hair and it was lovely. Mm-hmm. Much more she, flapper style. Yes. Oh, yes. I think this was would have been, the time period would have been around the time that Be Yourself would have come out. Mm-hmm. Because she had the same hairstyle in Be Yourself.
0: She's back at home and Nick shows up and she's so happy to see him, but she can tell that he's upset. So that they have to sell the house, because he was off trying to strike oil, and that didn't happen. It didn't happen,
1: like, bad, didn't happen.
0: Yeah, they lose the house, but she's just like, whatever, as long as I'm with you. And this is just the beginning of Nick's bad luck. (laughs) This was, like, the moment
1: where it was just like, run, run, far, go.
0: So we have a scene with Nick, he's meeting... His friend, I didn't catch his name, his friend owns a gambling club, and they're there, and they talk about how everybody is hearing about his bad luck.
1: Because he has the spotlight on him, Mm -hmm. because of his spotlighted wife.
0: Mm -hmm. He's like, man, I gotta have some gambling, but that night is Fanny's opening night of her new show, but the guy's got the the itch to make the money, so... And she's freaking out. Yeah, he's not showing up. And he's playing poker, and he
1: he doesn't go to her show. No, he misses it completely because he was on a hot streak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I he definitely has a problem, and she definitely was to the point of a fat infatuation where she wasn't recognizing it. And her mom tells her that, and he definitely needed help. Yeah. But I don't think she was the one that could help him because. One, he was the type of person which he had, at this point, had said several times that he was going to be the provider for the family and he was going to be the one to take care of the family. hmm So, with that, it's already established that he is not going to accept help from her. hmm No matter where, like, even if it comes from a place of love, he isn't going to accept it. It's an interesting, kind of, vaguely touched upon issue, like, he... She's almost like, it's like a weird Stockholm Syndrome thing. Mm-hmm. Because she, he's one of the only one or she believes that he's one of the only ones that sees her as beautiful and actually recognizes that in her. Whereas, you know, she's been brought up in this kind of, by these strong women, but who also are under the impression that She isn't pretty enough, or something along those lines.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can be a plain Jane in your life, and then just someone sees you, and they have, like, a spark, and they, like, light up in their face, you know, and it can just mean a lot to you. I don't think it has anything to do with, like, superficial stuff, or...
1: Yeah, and I don't know. This is just what the movie was touching on, but I feel like there was something... Because this this is based on a real relationship, and it was a lot worse in in real life i want to read more about it and when i do i will report back on what i find but it's to me it's just interesting that she is so strong of a like just on her own that she craves this one piece of femininity she craves this this thing so badly badly enough that she's willing to ignore these really kind of almost psychologically manipulative things Because he is, in a way, somewhat psychologically abusive. Mm -hmm. Just because he won't, he doesn't accept her, really.
0: Yeah. And he's putting this whole family in jeopardy.
1: Yeah. He's not, he's not willing to recognize that what he's doing is destructive. I understand that he's, that's what he's always done, and that's, that's the life that he has chosen for himself, but. I mean,
0: he could have even entangled himself with some bad people at that point, and their lives could have been way more threatened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, there's way more hmm. that needs to like be explored, of uh, more than just a five minute internet search. Because <laughs> I mean, like the there's a breakdown, a list of uh, similarities in the movie to her life and the big differences, like ten major differences.
0: Nice. At this point, well, during her uh, opening day, opening night, she she we have the Swan Lake number, which is very, very similar to the number in Be Yourself, and that was on purpose.
1: Yes, and it's wonderful. Yeah. I want, I wanted that longer.
0: Yeah, I feel like this, I was like, this is why we're watching this movie. Not just the only reason, but I was just like, yes! (laughs) Right here, see? I feel like we are great film historians right now. Yeah!
1: Well, especially the costume. Mm -hmm. The costume was what threw me off, and I, like, set up, and I didn't want to interrupt your, like, viewing experience because you were super into it, and I was just, like, doing these hand gestures over here. No, I got it. I got it. (laughs) No, it was wonderful. I loved her, like, she did this really intense Jewish woman accent. Which is what
0: uh, Fanny would do. Yeah. IRL.
1: Yeah. And would just like call out like this ballet's like random my favorite was when she came in and the camera work mm. oh my god the camera was so cool
0: yeah it was like a crane shot but it they tilted the camera so it looked like the camera was flying which I feel like they would do maybe in like action movies but they wouldn't do it in something like this yeah and I was just like man that's so interesting that like you don't I feel like the cinematographer or somebody else would be like, that's silly. That doesn't fit the rules. Yeah.
1: But no, it was super cool. And then it lands on her mm-hmm. and she like props herself up in front and like, uh, I think it was fourth position in front of the, um, the other ballerinas. And she's like, what are you going to do? Shoot my swan girls? What is this? Like, what are you going to do? And I loved it, because that was just the perfect intro for her. And this, like, sweeping ballet, and then all of a sudden it's just this snarky comedy. Yeah, I I, my
0: it. favorite part was when he leapt over half the stage to stand next to her, and she was like, was that really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> just, I don't know, the same thing. She just points out how ridiculous things are. And is just like, let's all laugh together, and be awesome, and experiment, and just show wonderful art. Yes. I want to watch, like be yourself again yeah
1: <laughs> damn it
0: netflix did so they they took it away from us they did but it's in the it's in the it's
1: in the library of congress we can get it online yeah you
0: can watch it anywhere okay so well then it takes a turn to seriousness when nick gets home and she's waiting there in the dark
1: for him smoking a cigarette i loved this shot mm-hmm. The shot of her oh
0: yeah it's just behind her and you just see her arm up with the smoke coming off the cigarette it was
1: beautiful This was the shot, actually, I haven't mentioned it yet, but this this was actually the one shot that really reminded me of my friend Claire. In college, I have a friend who I went to school with who looks exactly like Barbara. And she actually did a movie where there is a shot exactly like this. One of our, uh, I think it was one of our uh, final films that we had to do for one semester. And she, it's exactly the same in the dark with the cigarette smoking and Mm. looking at the camera. Well, off the off to camera, right?
0: Speaking of the cinematography, I didn't see it brought up in the trivia earlier, but they really focused on her profile whenever they could. This is like I've never seen so many profile shots in a movie. Well, that's what Barbara's famous for. Yeah, it's
1: always her profile.
0: Yeah, and they just r- really pounded it home. in this Well, and movie. I liked
1: how it changed. From Act 1 to Act 2. Like, Act 2 had these grander, more, like, the camera movements. It was way more, like, experimental, kind of, mm-hmm. in a way. Especially, I guess, for first, the 60s.
0: I feel like Act 2, the camera got lower. It
1: definitely got lower. Yeah, it definitely um, showed her at different angles to show the low point of mm-hmm. things. And the lighting. The lighting really changed. It got the darker. Dark. Yeah.
0: It got dark. It's always... <laughs> I I wasn't paying, I
1: wasn't paying too much attention to it. I just, I, I did make like a mental note because that was very noticeable. Yeah. Alright,
0: so she's giving him the silent treatment at home, but then she's just like, no, I want to fight about this. And
1: he's jealous of her. Oh, he's clearly jealous of her. He's also clearly like a baby because he doesn't want to actually have a conversation Because she's under, she's like, I want to help you. I want to talk you through this. I love you. Mm -hmm. And this is like another one of those points where I was just like, he doesn't really love her. He loves the way that she makes him feel. Yeah. I think. More so than anything else. Yeah.
0: Okay. Then we have the scene with her mom and mom
1: always knows something's up. I really thought, because of just the way her, she spoke, I really thought it was Fanny playing her mom but it wasn't i was very deeply saddened when i found out it wasn't i
0: believe the woman who plays her mom and barbara are straight from the the broadway yes
1: yeah because play was uh 64
0: so they've been doing it for a long time
1: yeah well she was perfect like the fact that i thought she was fanny bryce just made it perfect
0: (laughs) yeah yeah mom knows something's up and mom wants her to help him. Like, you need to wake up, is what she says.
1: Well, you need to you need to do what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to support him. Yeah. You need to be his partner in this, which I was very feminist for a romantic comedy. Well, and for that time period. Well, not necessarily that it, time period, but the time period that...
0: I feel like it's just before that feminist movement.
1: Yeah. But I mean in the 1920s. It's, oh, yeah. I know. It's, it's not necessarily representative representative of that time but at the same time this is very deep feminine feminist movie
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay so then nick meets with some sort of like loan shark or some guy who is like a bookie and is, he like, owes him money yeah he owes money and that guy like threatened his manhood
1: <laughs> yeah he's like uh you get your meal ticket from miss bryce
0: mm-hmm
1: He basically says, no, her name is Mrs. Armstein.
0: A a recurring line through the movie. Yeah.
1: Which he got more aggressive about it, like, towards their breakup.
0: It's the whole, like, no, she belongs to me. I don't belong to her. That sort of...
1: Yeah. Whereas Fanny was coming at it, we're partners in this.
0: Uh, Nick gets home and he tries to pay the staff, but Fanny already has. That's her way of, like... Helping. Helping. And then... Nick's friend comes over the guy who owns the gambling club and he gives him a proposition that they're going to open a new place and he wants him to come in as a partner in this new club and but he doesn't want Nick to buy in at all yeah which he would be
1: perfect for
0: yeah but him and another partner buying in 50,000 and Nick's like no this just doesn't happen this is just wrong what is what's really happening yeah and he figures out, he says, Fanny, how much did you buy in for? She says, 50000 Yeah. She she didn't know it was going to go bad. She she wanted everything to be fine and right, and then...
1: She wanted to help, but she did go... Like, this is, again, where I was, like, talking about, like, her... It She uses, like, the way that she talks to her advantage, but because she didn't talk to him, mm-hmm. that's what was something that she did wrong in a way. I'm not going to say that it was r- In her mind, it was wrong. She should, if they were in a partnership type of relationship like she thought they would, she should have said something, or she should have talked to him about it. Yeah. Instead of just setting it up behind his back and then springing it on him.
0: Yeah, so then, later on, Nick calls the shark, I guess.
1: Yeah, Simpson, or Samson.
0: Yeah, and then, um, we find out later through Ziegfeld telling fanny fanny that he's been caught for embezzlement and then fanny has to go out she, this is after her show and she's got to face the reporters and she faces them with jokes
1: mm-hmm. and she does she does a good job up until one of them asks her do you still love him yeah which is low media that's low this is around
0: the same time like as a chicago takes place and yeah. they really in that movie too they depict the the really rabid reporters. Yeah so then there's court and Nick pleads guilty. Uh at the arraignment.
1: Yes but he is doing this against the wishes of his lawyer and Fanny.
0: Yeah so he's going to go to prison. He says it was I'm not I don't know he's not gonna lie. Yeah but pretty much I think he just wants
1: to hide. Well I think he wanted to be punished.
0: He did want to be punished, and I think he wants to hide, and sees this as kind of, when he gets out, it'll be a clean slate, and- Yeah, I
1: can break off completely from everything.
0: Right, and that's when he, you know, proposes to- Get a divorce. Get a divorce. When- and she blames herself, you know, it's her big flaw, she blames herself, but says, okay, but only if you feel the same way when you get out.
1: Yeah, I want you to think about it.
0: Then I won't- then I won't fight. So you just go think about it, whatever. So then she sings.
1: Well, he leaves and says, um, see you later, funny girl.
0: Yeah, and then she really breaks down. Yeah,
1: and sings, funny girl. Yeah. Which is one of, like, I don't know, I like Barbara's version so much now that I've actually heard Barbara's version of funny girl. What other version did you hear? I've heard the revival, which was good, just not as good, and then I heard it on Glee. Which Liam Michelle is good, just not anywhere near as good.
0: So then we're back at the beginning, and it's 18 months later. We now yes. learn. Yeah. Uh, Zekefield comes and sees Fanny and says, Have you seen Nick yet? And no. And she tells him that she's going to, if Nick wants her, she's going to give up the theater.
1: Yeah, she's not going to make the same mistakes. In quotes. And... Ziegfeld, Ziegfeld's worried about her.
0: Yeah, he at this point has become more of a fatherly figure than the god figure. Yeah,
1: (laughs) well he becomes this sweet kind of guy that is on the same level with her Mm -hmm. because he understands what comedic genius she is. Yeah, what comedic genius she is, but also I think he understands that if he partners with her instead of fighting her, it's better for him and for his production company. Yeah,
0: he's gonna making the money.
1: Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I never got the impression that it was all about the money from him, but it might no. have been.
0: Well, it seemed like he cared about her at the end.
1: Yeah. Like, they became friends.
0: So, Nick does show up, and he tells her that she did everything, pretty much he tells her that she did it all herself. Like, everything she wanted, mm-hmm. she got it herself yeah and that she didn't need him pretty much
1: but she also is saying well i needed what you what you were giving me which was you were the only one who believed that i was beautiful Mhm. and then he tells her that she is beautiful
0: and it's kind of unspoken but not really but he leaves her
1: yeah he's gone yeah
0: he's because she does the thing where she references it she's like well you've had the whole time to think about it and i've only thought about it today today
1: yeah But I think in the end, she did, she did want to, she wanted him to leave.
0: Yeah, but I feel like that speech, she came to the truth that, like, yes, he's going to leave me today. Yeah. If she really thought about it, like she said, like, and I feel like that's what she came down to, was that, okay, I didn't think about it, but now she's just sitting there in her makeup thing being like, Nick's gonna leave me today.
1: Yeah. This is it. And he's right. I think she did eventually realize that he was right, that... They shouldn't be together.
0: Yep. But then the show goes on. And she sings My Man.
1: Which actually was Fanny Bryce's most famous song. Um, This was actually not written for the musical. This was actually her song. They incorporated it to pay homage to her. Um, I think it actually... Wasn't it in Be Yourself? Or be... Yeah.
0: Probably.
1: I feel like it was. Because I feel like she had a song where she sang... That was very similar.
0: It was also filmed with her singing live, not to a tape. Sometimes it looked like it was from a tape, though. Yeah, a lot of times, but this song was so that she can get really dramatic with it.
1: Mhm. Which she did, and it was lovely. And that's
0: the end. And of course, Fanny
1: went on to make movies and... TV. She was on a few TV shows in the 50s. Wow. And then, yeah, after one of her first televised performances, she passed away is deeply upsetting
0: yeah but she lived an amazing life oh yeah and i i know we knew it back then i wasn't sure how much of a character she was playing and be yourself where she was a awesome businesswoman and you know
1: outspoken yeah and she really kind of stood up for herself and should be a role model for women today indeed
0: so it was the producer ray stark was Fanny Bryce's son-in-law, and the baby that Fanny gave birth to in reality grew up to be Stark's wife, Frances. Right. So Who the producer recently... is married to the the baby in the movie. That's cool. I also like um, William Wyler was asked by a friend whether Barbara Streisand had been hard to work with, and he replied, "No, not too hard, considering it was the first movie she ever directed." <laughs> She is majorly controlling, but like in a, I
1: feel like in a Fannie Bryce kind of way. Yeah. Well, I think if you're playing that, you have to be kind of like that, in that mindset at least.
0: Also, here's a little trivia of how she tied with Cap- Catherine Hepburn. She was, at the time of the film's release, a voting member of the AMPAs. When she found out she was nominated, she voted for herself. Of
1: course if she didn't she wouldn't have tied <laughs> oh i'm sure catherine is not happy about that no that's not nice i'm sure well wouldn't you wouldn't you vote for yourself yeah unless there was somebody who truly did something better than you this
0: uh, funny girl was the highest grossing film of 1968 as it should be you know our friend Fr- frank sinatra how mm-hmm. much we love him yeah he was considered as, a Nick Arnstein. I actually could see that, and I think it could work. Barbara did not like him, so vetoed that cast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Babs, you're a woman after our own hearts.
0: So, um, Barbara and Omar had an affair that lasted for the duration of the production, which would contribute to the end of her marriage to Elliot Gould, but, um, the director knew about their affair and tried to channel their real-life chemistry into their performances. Oh. Which I wasn't... I didn't think I really saw that. Do you think they were really together? Like,
1: I knew, like, Catherine Heffern and Spencer Tracy were really together. I think there were flashes of it. Like, I think they did have some interesting... I don't know. It didn't come off as much as the director probably intended. hmm And, of course, they were probably acting... In a different way to try and hide some of that
0: yeah well during the my man number the director had Omar stand behind a nearby curtain and talk to Barbara in between takes because the shoot was ending so their affair was ending he wanted that effect on her performance
1: oh it worked she was very good that's it would you like to rate this film you already know what I'm gonna rate it I love I was really into this movie like, I was yelling. I don't normally, like, yell at the screen unless mm-hmm. I'm very much involved in the movie. Yeah. So, five stars. Watch it. Five, five s- greatest stars.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to give it, uh, five marble eggs. Ooh! Ooh, yes! Yes! I was watching the movie, and it came up, I was like, that's my thing! <laughs>
1: Oh, I knew I was going to do Greatest Stars, like, from the beginning. Like, before we even started watching it, I was just like, know that song? Gonna happen. It's gonna do it. Seriously,
0: you can listen to the beginning of this podcast. I did not expect (laughs) this at all. (laughs) I was completely floored by this experience.
1: I didn't think it was going to be as feminist as it was. Right! (laughs) It's not something that's talked about. Universities, call us. We can teach a class.
0: (laughs) we so good. Uh next week we're watching 1971's Harold and Maud. And again, we're getting this not from Netflix streaming. We're getting it somewhere else. Isn't this one that your dad added to the list? I don't think so. I think this is one that was on a bunch of lists. Oh, okay. On Twitter, I want to thank Leah and I want to thank uh, grease2.net. <laughs> Thank you, Grease2.net. We were both very shocked. I want to thank Nessa and Jenny Fish. On Facebook, I definitely want to thank Alex and Sam for sharing their episodes. It helps out a lot on on Facebook when you share because Facebook is broken.
1: Yeah, so thank you for that. Thank you to all of my family that has probably started listening (laughs) to the movies that they know. So hello,
0: family. To get more of our content, you can always go to our website where we have all of our episodes, so you can just download them to your computer if that's your thing. Or you can just stream them off of the internet. That's right. Uh, It's thecutaways.com, and we're on iTunes and Stitcher please uh rate and leave us a review you can just rate us five stars and then just be like yeah
1: and in your review you can say instead of it being stars you can tell us what object from the podcast you would like to rate us that would be amazing
0: and um if you want us to give you a shout out like what just happened you know like things that we post on facebook and twitter at cutaways podcast
1: send us emojis
0: Yeah. We like them. Hearts. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Hearts, film, camera, action. Thanks. I know we're being long-winded. Thank you. Bye. Bye.